The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, I am Barry Feldman, the co-author of The Road to Recognition, the A to Z guide to personal branding for accelerating your professional success in the age of digital media. You are listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast, helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing. And now, here's your host, Douglas Burdett. Hello, thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast, which was named by LinkedIn as one of 10 podcasts that will make you a better marketer. My goal for this podcast is to help you discover new ideas about what's actually working in modern marketing and sales. And don't worry about taking notes. You can find links to everything linkable in this episode's show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com, which is also where you can sign up for the Marketing Book Podcast newsletter so you never miss an episode. Also, if you want to really excite your host, that would be me, and you're not driving or operating dangerous machinery at the moment, please hop on Twitter and tell me where in the world you're listening from. My Twitter handle is marketingbook. Today, we welcome Barry Feldman to the Marketing Book Podcast to talk about the new book he has co-authored with Seth Price, The Road to Recognition, the A to Z guide to personal branding for accelerating your professional success in the age of digital media. Barry Feldman is a digital marketing super freak, keynoter, prolific writer, and is the author of another book, SEO Simplified for Short Attention Spans. Boy, if there were ever a book written for me. A veteran of the advertising agency business, like your humble host, Barry later founded Feldman Creative and over the last 25 plus years has written marketing copy and provided digital marketing strategy for thousands of companies, entrepreneurs, and agencies. He's been recognized by LinkedIn and many other entities as a top content marketing and social media influencer and leader. If his name rings a bell, it might be because he is a popular guest blogger published by more than 30 marketing publications. He's also the co-host, along with Andy Crestadina, of a podcast that I listen to, the Content Matters Podcast. And interesting fact, he was a DJ in college. Barry, Congratulations on the road to recognition and welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast. Whoa, 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 Douglas, that was awesome. My head is spinning. I was like uh, thinking about how I was going to respond to any of those things, and now I can't remember what those things are. Well, I was a DJ of, in college, yeah. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. So I'm really <laughs> trying to do my best DJ voice here. But speaking of your head spinning, I often see you, uh, we haven't met in person. But I often see you wearing a hat. I don't know if it's a pork pie hat or or whatever, but it, it, it always reminds me of the hat that Gene Hackman is Popeye Doyle wore in the French Connection. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I, I like to say that when I say, a fedora, I think it's called. When I started wearing them, I like to say that then um, Justin Timberlake did and they caught on. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> 
You know, that, that Feldman guy, he's always ahead. You know, I can't mention the word super freak, which I took from your bio, without thinking about the uh, Rick James song. I don't know if, if that's what inspired that or not. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't inspire it. I, I, I have heard that since then. So you want me to sing it for you? <laughs> no, no. Well, actually, I, I planned ahead here, Mr. Feldman. We're going to play it at the outro. Just... <laughs> Just for those younger listeners that maybe weren't around in 1981 when that song came out. Yeah. Is that is that artist around? I don't think so. No, he's gone on to his great reward, Rick James. But I just wanted to mention one thing about just a story. I A couple years ago, Marcus Sheridan, who you know and I know, and he's been on the podcast, and he does these fantastic keynotes, but he also does these great workshops. And he did this event in uh, Richmond, Virginia a couple years ago where he was training agency people how to do workshops or how to do workshops better. And I, I was there. It was an all-day thing. I, I went in, sat down up towards the front and sat down. And then not long into it, he had you, you know, talk to the person next to him and you know, go through some exercises. And the guy that I sat next to was Seth Price. No kidding. All right. Yes. And that was the first time I'd ever met him. And man, what a, what a, what a nice guy. And I've since been, you know, following him and listening to his podcast, The Craft of Marketing. So you're the only one I haven't met, Barry. So uh, I'll have to start stalking you. Maybe we sat next to each other and we didn't know it. I think if it was at a Marcus presentation, we would. But yeah, great story. You're, you're never. You're never bored when you're in the audience with Marcus, and that's cool that you you sat next to Seth and and think he's a real nice guy. I I think he is too. I don't know if you asked him about me if he'd say that though. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't go there. I don't. I don't even know if he knows I'm interviewing you yet. But anyway, in this book, The Road to Recognition, Jay Bear, who wrote the foreword, he talks about people who like kale, the vegetable <laughs> kale, and they. And I'm going to quote him. They swear by its near magical powers that will improve your life in ways unknown and not yet understood. And <laughs> so that was funny, like like Jay Bear is. And then he then goes on to explain that personal branding is postmodern kale that is grown, harvested, and eaten in public, often online. So I guess so people who understand the power of having a personal brand are you know gonna be like the people who feel the same strong way about eating kale. And I think they're going to buy this book, and they're going to love it, and I guarantee they're going to learn new things and and be inspired. I, I certainly was, and I thought I knew, you know, I thought I knew a, a thing or two about that. But what I want to ask you about is, what about people? And you must meet them on the road. What about people who are on the fence about building a personal brand? A lot of them are, you know, maybe unfamiliar with what to do, and are maybe a bit hesitant, or they might even be described as personal branding skeptics. What what do you say to them about? Why does somebody ever say why should I worry about building a personal brand? Yeah, yeah, they do, and and I say you're probably not eating enough kale, dude. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you say that to the person, to the, to the yeah. personal branding denier. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting attack Jay took, and and too funny to ask to rewrite or edit. So we we left it. I think I think his point is that's like you know it's a vegetable that we talk about now and, and didn't 10 or 20 years ago. And I think, you know, personal branding is one of those too. So yeah, I think your question's a good one in that first you have to get it. What, what's personal branding? You know, is it bragging about yourself? And so if that's the perception of it, and that's probably a problem for a lot of people. And they think, you know, I, in this place I'm at in my career, 
I can't do it or I shouldn't do it. If I work for somebody else, perhaps I'm not going to be endorsed if I have uh, a massive social media presence or a blog or a website or, you know, some sort of platform such as a speaking or podcasting. And so, you know, things are changing. We're, we're uh, embracing kale. We're, sh- we're shredding it up in our protein drinks and breakfasts and so forth. And these days, the Roads Recognition on its website says it's for these six personas. And when I look at those personas, sometimes I think, who'd we leave out? You know, we didn't leave that many people out. Aspiring professionals, second careerists, entrepreneurs, business leaders. Well, I have a link to the website, theroadtorecognition.com. Oh, how convenient. On the show notes. Yeah, it's, it's all about the listener here, Barry. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, I guess, you know, who, who is it not for? And, and I guess who is not for is, uh, is the person who wants to go to work for somebody and remain anonymous. You know, you said you came from the ad agency background as well as I did. And so we, we sort of had a little taste of, of that. As a copywriter, you don't get to sign your work. And I did that for a decade or so. But those people that go to work for somebody for 30 or 40, 40 years and they're content with that, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's certainly in decline, right? Most uh, people coming up that are classified as uh, millennials are uh, looking to carve their career with a much more individual agenda, and they're not always just chasing the paycheck, and they want to do things on their own terms. And most of them probably aren't going to work for somebody 30 to 40 years and then collect their pension. You know, they're going to they're going to build something, and so personal brand is one of the things that, that they're going to build that's going to pave the way. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think some people don't want to brag about themselves. Some people feel it's it's not good fit for what they're doing inside of the corporate environment that they're in. But boy, if you're if you're interested in career achievement, you know, moving forward in some way or another, this book is for you, right? And that, that's a, that. There's a lot of people that that would qualify for, and that, and that's called personal branding, and it's it's easier to do now, right? You have a, a hell of a lot of choices of different platforms and ways to go, and social media to choose from, and so I think we've hit on a pretty popular topic, and I think when people get what personal branding is and can be, they'll get something from it and take some action. Yeah, one thought I had is that the notion of you know when is the best time to plant a tree. It's, it's 20 years ago. <laughs> when is the second best time to plant a tree? Now. Right. And it seems like the best time to focus on your personal brand is when you actually don't have to. And I want to tell a story. This has been, for me, uh, an example of somebody with a great personal brand. And it's a guy who endorsed your book, Michael Brenner. And, you know, he was in sales, he was later in marketing, and he was working for SAP, the big software company. He founded Business to Community, the big website with a few of his colleagues. And along the way, he started this blog called B2B Marketing Insider. And I, I read it. You know, I, I still, I, I'm still following it. And then he, it, it struck me at the time that was such a big website. It's even bigger now. It's called Marketing Insider Group. But I thought, you know, that guy, I'm sure SAP was delighted to have this marketing star. It, you know, it was part of their enormous constellation of employees. But it seemed to me like, you know, that's a guy that's probably not going to have to look too hard for a job in the future if he were to ever go somewhere because he had built such a great personal brand. And then he went on to NewsCred, and now he started his own company, which is at Marketing Insider Group. And he's even, he's been really helpful for me. I, I post on his blog every Friday a blog post about every interview I do. And so, so you're going to be there. But that, right that seemed like... <laughs> 
So yeah, marketinginsidergroup.com. Check it out. It's one of my favorite. No, blogs. no, no, no. I'm I'm very well familiar with it. I'm, I uh, meet and talk to Mike at conferences, and I used to write for SAP, and been uh, interviewed on some uh, eBooks of mine. And like you mentioned, he's aware of our book, and he uh, endorsed it uh, by seeing a preview copy. So yeah, he's a great example. SAP, I guess, was thinking big, or or, or Michael was forcing them to in terms of uh, building internal personal brands, and he's he's far from the only one. And I would think you know, SAP. AP didn't think, all right, we're doing this so that he can quickly move on and you know, make fortune uh, outside of SAP. But, you know, the companies that are modern and progressive thinking, they they understand that uh, people do indeed want to develop personal brands. Seth's a great example. You know, that guy that you sat next to at Sheridan's That's presentation. Very nice guy. Yeah. I'm Seth, the vice president of marketing at Playster. And Playster very specifically makes SaaS products for the real estate business, real estate agents, um, get their websites and their content, email tools and marketing automation tools and stuff from Playster. And uh, they're wholeheartedly behind the idea of Seth speaking around the country and the world and having a blog and having a podcast and now having a book about personal branding. So you, you, know, you can make it work for both parties if it's understood uh, that the benefits are, are mutual. Yeah, and you know, I've heard Marcus Sheridan talk about this too. He wants every one of his employees to work on their personal brand because it's good for them. It's good for his business too. So, just a thought plant in the uh in the consciousness of a lot of those CEOs out there. So, Barry, Erica Nicole is quoted in the book as saying something that I found very interesting. There's a good chance that if you're not controlling your personal brand, someone else is. How how is that? How to explain that? All right. So, I am going to consider hiring you or me, you know, your company, you as a freelancer. I'm going to consider dating you. You know, that's kind of an extreme example, considering, you know, partnering with you, whatever it is. If I don't know you, what am I going to do? I'm going to uh, search for your name on uh, social media, probably uh, LinkedIn, but perhaps first and foremost, on Google. And the road to recognition has created a launch team, a Facebook launch team, invitation only. It's you know somewhere between 100 and 200 people. It's not it's not big. It's for people that we can uh, count on to care about, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and promote the book and write reviews and so forth. It's been it's been quite an interesting project that Seth gave birth to. And somebody uh, was responding to a conversation about exactly that, that they're not happy with what they see when they Google their name because uh, somebody slammed them. And so high up on the Google results are uh, negative responses and feedback to an experience they have with this person. So I think what Eric is saying is, you know, you control your brand or you don't. If you do a search for my name, you know, as I say in the book, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what you see. You know, there are some hurdles here for some people who have popular names and so forth. I mean, there, there's ways to overcome that with the use of other names or middle initials or so forth. But you have to assume that people are indeed going to use search and social to find out more about you and you know are you going to like what they find out and you can take control of that process by creating content you know doing the things that the book says by taking advantage of these platforms the you know the top 10 results on google obviously change from time to time or maybe from minute to minute but you know, if you do a search for your name or mine, will we like what we see? And mine's generally, you know, my website, my blog, my LinkedIn profile on the places that I guest blog. So I have addressed, I suppose, what uh, Erica Nicole was talking to by seizing control of my personal brands. And those that don't 
are vulnerable to what other people say about them, you know, just like any brand, really. Yeah, it reminds me of the notion of nature abhors a vacuum. So you either fill that vacuum or someone else will. PR principle as well. Yes, there's probably probably quite a few people that if they Google themselves, and I would imagine most people probably don't unless they are. Let's be honest. Come on, everybody does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's probably, um, you know, a lot of people that don't love what they see. And, and if if that's the case, uh, you know, there's this thing called personal branding you should do and start populating the, the digital world with things that you are proud of. Yes. So, Barry, I have a confession to make. I've, you know, been approached by, you know, a lot of authors and so forth. And there have been, along the way, there have been some books about personal branding. And for better or worse, I, I kind of, I passed on, well, pretty much every single one <laughs> until you came along. Because, Again, I'm probably wrong, but I sense a lot of it is, you know, a lot of unicorns and rainbows and fairy tales and stuff like that. This book is definitely not that. I should add that it's, as the name might imply, the chapters are listed from A to Z. So each letter of the alphabet denotes a very crucial part of building a personal brand. I found it very interesting which concepts you picked for those 26 things. So what I wanted to do was go through just a couple of them because we don't have time to, to go through all of them and the listener needs to buy the darn book. So C is for content. And you say in there, investing in content is investing in your career. So we've touched on that a little bit. Can you say a little bit more? C follows B and B is for blog. And so the transition in that chapter was uh, tricky. But, you know, most personal branders have a blog. But then, you know, you don't have to have a blog. You can have a content hub or you can have any type of content. You know, we're discussing my book and uh, you do this weekly with um, authors that write books about marketing on this thing called a podcast, you know, and so that's a form of content too. And so the moral of the story in chapter C is to expand your digital footprint into the various types of media that uh, people consume and like, you know, for different reasons and in different walks of life. Well, they said investing in content is investing in your career. And just to add to that, you you answer the question, this, this might be new, this might be new for a lot of people that are thinking about bolstering their personal brand. You know, what are people looking for from content? You guys very clearly explain they're looking for education, entertainment, or inspiration, which for me, what answers a big question I hear all the time is what what should I write about? Yeah, uh, investing in content is investing in your career. Think about anybody, you know, let, let's talk about anybody in anything, you know, in, in cooking, you know, who, who comes to mind, you know, Amaral, Rachel Ray, whatever, you know, and talk shows, uh, Oprah, Ellen, you know, the, the list goes on and on. I mean, I guess it's a little unfair sometimes to quote these people that are known by their by their first name, but any artist, any creative, a- any walk of life, why do you know those people? It's because they created something. You know, content's probably not the prettiest in the world, but, you know, whether that is a television show or a radio show or a portfolio or, you know, an endless stream of articles, otherwise known as a blog, that's called content. Speaking you know, creates content. Books are content. Ebooks are content. Infographics are content. And so that chapter, is amongst the most important because you're simply, you know, you're simply going to be without a reason to have a personal brand or somebody to know you if you don't have content, you know, so you can think big, you can think small, you can think multimedia, or you can focus singularly on what you love, whether that be video or audio or images or what have you. But yeah, think about anybody in, in any field and say, you know, why do I know and love that person? And why do I quickly affiliate that person with X 
you know, whatever X is, what, what they do, it's because of the content they created. Rebecca Lieb has a book coming out this summer, and it's the title is based on my favorite quote from her, which is, content is the atomic particle of marketing. So C, chapter C had to be about content, so don't beat yourself up there. <laughs> Very. <laughs> I like, I like uh, what Rebecca said there, and I, and I like what I've read from her. She's awesome. Oh, yes. And with any luck, we'll have her uh, interviewed on, on the show. So let's jump ahead to a couple other letters. E is for email, which I think surprises some people. But why is email so important for building a personal brand? And I'm glad you included that. Yeah, and I'm glad you asked. And I don't know that with the various interviews I've done that we've actually gone down that path yet. I talk about this even with, with a small, medium, and enterprise companies about email because it's it pains me to see so many companies that either don't do it or don't value it or don't take advantage of it. I think, you know, I, I say to people all the time, and I've written quite a, a, a bit of stuff about lead magnets, which translates to the O chapter in the book. O is for offers. Mm-hmm. I, I say that the goal is to not get somebody to your website. I mean, that's, that's, that's a beginning goal of most of the things that you do on search and social and maybe guest blogging and, you know, again, expanding your digital footprint. And so, you know, you've, you've made a, a step in the right direction if that actually happened. But the real goal is to get people to subscribe to your website. You know, you, uh, it, mo- most people don't, you know, come get their wallet out, uh, open an account and buy, right? They, they boogie all around, and uh, their buyer path is crazy. And uh, you know, the more expensive or complicated your process, your your product is, uh, the more they're going to do that. And so there's there's very few straight lines, you know, from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel. And there's very little impulse buying online these days. And so you need to get uh, fans, subscribers, people who give you permission to market to them, and those people are called email subscribers. And so, you know, to tie back to the creation of content, that content could be miniature course or an ebook or an assessment or a series of studies, you know, it kind of depends on on, on, on where you are. I, I, I had the example of oh, not long ago, which I think I use in the book of, of chefs, you know, so they might be recipes or portfolios of beautiful pictures of food or reviews of restaurants or what have you. Those people are uh, interested they're there you have the opportunity to find out who they are before they go away and never come back and that's called an opt-in form or a landing page from which you uh, collect their email address and then who knows what can happen from there hopefully you can build your relationship nurture that relationship make some money make some you know forge some partnerships i think if there's a mistake brands make personal or otherwise online is neglecting the power of building an email subscriber database. Amen. Amen. And sometimes I think one of my theories is that they're blinded by the shiny disco ball of all social media and and all these other little tricks. And it's like, no, actually, (laughs) you have no idea how effective email can be. In fact, there was a study, I can't remember who did the study, but I know McKinsey talked about it, where they said that in terms of customer acquisition, email is 40 times more effective than social media. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And that's obviously 
True. How you measure that? I don't know. But everybody that's my customer, you know, reads my email. And so, yeah, I think, you know, email is private, it's pervasive, it's personalized. Um, There might be some more P words I could put in there. But I said, I've said before, and I think I said it in the book that, you know, email is the media or medium of doing business, right? And so, you know, you might think, eh, email's annoying, email's not really for the millennial generation, you know, my kids, I suppose, are teenagers, they're not that hip on email, but when they start buying stuff, they are indeed going to be hip to email. And I, and I like to say, okay, like I was getting towards when I said this a minute ago, is that you probably skip, as a business person, you probably skip breakfast more often than you skip checking your email. I've heard, back to Jay Bear, I've heard him describe it as the connective tissue of all digital marketing is email. So let's go to one other one that just I, I found very interesting. And I think I found it interesting because it, my sense is it's very misunderstood. And it's H is for helping. So in that chapter, you talk about one of the people you quoted. And I should say, I was excited reading the book because so many of the people you quoted are people that I've been able to interview. So yeah, I'm cool. like... I'm like the big fanboy of all these of all these people. <laughs> you quoted Scott Stratton, right. who says there are two types of helpers: those that help others with self-serving expectations, and those that simply help. <laughs> Why is helping so important for building a, a personal brand? And can you talk about how people just screw that up? <laughs> yeah, the second part of the question is the easier one. Um, well, you know, it just. I, it, ugh. <laughs> It's it makes my hair hurt sometimes. Well, I mean, you you uh, have an agency and uh, online presence and a podcast and a blog, and so I'm sure uh, your inbox is populated with crap like mine is each morning with people who are so interested in helping themselves, right? You know, I, hi, Douglas. Hi, Barry. I have this uh, ebook. I have this infographic. I'd like, I have uh, interest in being on your show. I have interest in being on your website, you know, and uh, who are we talking about here? You know, we're talking about them, you know, and then they all, yeah. all I ask for in return is a backlink and a, and a bio and so forth. And, you know, it's not like I've never done that. I, I think it might have even been my idea to be on your show, but. I certainly have to think about it in terms of you and your audience and how I can be helpful. And so I think Scott's point was, you know, you either help others or help yourself. But when you help others, you do help yourself. You know, if you're if you're going about it right and you're putting out a valuable content and you're offering services, you are serving your own needs without being so blatantly self-serving. There's no better way to say it than that. But I think this is the age of reciprocity you know, and giving and sharing. And so uh, you better catch on to that idea. You, and we've, we've quoted uh, Jay several times and he wrote the forward to the book and the kale thing that you said. And then he wrote a book called Utility, you know, which is uh, his name for content marketing, really. I, I hope he would agree with that. And he says, what does he say in the subtitle of that book? You seem to have every book handy, something uh, about why, I got it right here. Hold on. Why smart marketing is about help, 
not hype, right? So um, I just turned around and saw that. And so, yeah, hype is um, self-promotional stuff. And we just I just talked about how that happens on an interpersonal basis with email. And, um, you know, probably still the majority of marketers are self-promotional and, and hypesters. And those that embrace content marketing think otherwise, and they think about helping people. You know, most people, uh, when they're on uh, Google or doing a search anywhere for anything, are thinking about their needs and solving their problems. And if you're amongst the first or the best to help them, uh, you might be the person that sells something to them. So I think, you know, most of the book is about creating content, expanding your digital footprint, and building a name for yourself. But I think you know, a lot of the book is about sort of the psychological principles behind that, like influence and joining. And and you've identified a good chapter there with H's for help. It's one of my favorites. And you simply, you know, think about how you can help people with your content and how you how you can help people otherwise, right? You know, how you can have them on your show, how you can introduce them to uh, other people that will be helpful to them, how you can mentor people, right? A great personal branding strategy if you have the power and the resources is, you know, some sort of mentorship, invite people into your into your fold, into your, uh, you know, offer them internships or what have you. Andy, who you've mentioned in the earlier in the show, Andy Cressadina, who's my partner in in our podcast, Content Matters, he has this thing where called office hours. Every week, he gives an hour of his time to somebody he met on social media who can ask them anything they want for for zero dollars. It's pretty helpful stuff from a genius like yeah. Andy. But I heard a lot of people just use that to ask him questions about Barry Feldman. <laughs> well, you know, can you, well, you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to get onto that hour because when I interviewed him for the podcast, you know, it was before you started your podcast and, you know, he was pretty upfront, I guess, as he does with all interviews. He says, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Barry Feldman. Okay, I'm going to talk about my book, Content Chemistry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm cutting that guy off. We're going to have to have a little heart to heart. Right, right. Well, I think the thing about the helping is that. My sense is that humans are have very sensitive BS meters, and when you're not sincerely trying to help somebody, it's just really, really obvious. Yeah, and then no, who who better to call them out than Scott Stratton, right? You know, <laughs> right? Oh man, he has the most <laughs> sensitive BS meter in the world. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, God. I mean, he's funny, he's genuine, he's authentic, he's all the things that uh, you want to be to to build a personal brand, you know. And look at look at the you know the way he presents himself. You don't go, he's not very, he's not dressed very nice, boy. He's got yeah. he doesn't shave very often, you know. Boy, yeah. he's, look at those tattoos. He's just he's just, he's just Scott, you know. He's brilliant, and so you you yeah. know, go for it. That's a good looking man bun, the whole package. <laughs> So one other chapter I wanted to talk about was uh, I and I is for influencers. And I think that that's something that is not as familiar to a lot of people. I very much like that chapter. And of course, as I'm reading it, it started to become a bit meta because I realized that this podcast could be exhibit A for marketing with influencers. <laughs> so right, right. Can, can you explain, as I was reading it, I was like, hey, wait a minute, that's what I'm doing. Explain what influencer marketing is or, or, or working with with influencers and why it's so helpful for building your, your personal brand. And I guess you could also talk about how it's done wrong. Yeah, well, I'm going to start with how it's done wrong. Well, I, I suppose not everybody would agree with how it's done wrong, but I think there's two flavors of influencer marketing. And unfortunately, one of them is paid. 
And so, you know, you get LeBron to tell you that he drives a Kia and you go, yeah, LeBron drives a Kia. All right, whatever. You know, that's celebrity endorsements. And that has sort of seeped its way from you know, celebrities to macro influencers to micro influencers. And so a micro influencer, you know, might be uh, expert on baking cookies on YouTube. And there's all kinds of platforms with which, you know, you can hire someone to insist that those, you know, chocolate chips should be made by Nestle's or Hershey's or Ghirardelli. And that, you know, that person has a loyal audience of a couple hundred people. So that's, that's a form of influencer marketing that really don't want to speak to. It's just sort of the way things are, you know, people with YouTube channels and Instagram followings and so forth. But influencer marketing, as the book relates to and speaks to is the idea of uh, making friends in high places and, and, you know, having those kahunas be friends. Uh, you know, Jay wouldn't have written the forward for my book if I didn't know him. And I, I wouldn't know him if I didn't identify him as a, you know, an, aw- an awesome blogger and speaker and author. And so I introduced myself to him at, at one point, you know, making the rounds at conferences. And so influencers, you know, the, the general idea with, um, with what the book's talking about there is that you're not going to build a personal brand by yourself, you know, and this applies to chapters like J is for joining, which is about, you know, selectively picking the right groups to be involved in and N is for networking. Well, as you join groups and network, you want to put people that are influencers on your radar. If you look back to 2011, when I began blogging, um, I suffered what every blogger suffers, and I suppose this applies to uh, a lot of different platforms. I would think podcasting would be one of them, and that is uh, nobody's reading, nobody's listening. You know, it doesn't matter how often you do it or how good at you are at it. No reason why people know your name. And so, the shortcut to success that I discovered quickly is to find more influential people more influential blogs and websites with the audiences that are appropriate and relevant to what I talk about, which is uh, digital marketing, and offer my help, H is for help, <laughs> you know, to those influential people and places and, and publications. And so, yeah, you build relationships with influencers. It's, it's a really, really interesting and exploding topic in so many ways, and it can be confusing. I think, who do I quote in that chapter? Who contributed? I think it's Lee Oden. Uh, I'll tell you. I have it right here because it's from one of my favorite writers besides Barry Feldman, Doug Kessler. No, no, that Doug's, Doug's T. Well, Barry, I've read the book. Okay, okay uh, yeah, you apparently. Have. You look like you've memorized the book. <laughs> he said, if you want an influencer to be a shiny cog in your content distribution machine, be one of the hardest working cogs in theirs. Right, right. Okay, so all right. So we're talking about first Lee Odin and secondly Doug, who was uh, quoted in in the um, prose of that chapter. I think at the beginning of the chapter we talked about. Uh, uh, I'm just I'm just busting on you, brother. But that's that. Well, Doug's advice is is really friggin' awesome, isn't it? It's like yeah. No, you got said it, only the way he can say it. Although he, I was so impressed that you edited out whatever f bombs there might have been there. <laughs> But I mean, his point is you got to give to get, right? And then Scott, that was Scott's points too. And you don't give with the idea that I'm about to get. And you don't like, you don't say, all right, now it's time that people pay attention to me. I have a product. I have a book. I have an announcement. I have a speaking tour. And for the first time ever, just like go knocking on their door, you know, like, like I was talking about with the, with the inbox that I see at the beginning of every morning and say, how can you help me? 
And so you 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 know you want to be a cog in their machine, like Doug says. Uh, you know you got to think ahead and build a relationship of influential friends that you can create a mutually beneficial relationship with. I don't think I don't even think I hit Doug up for the book when I got that. I wrote a infographic. I think uh, Seth and I uh, collaborated on that infographic. Uh-huh. A couple of years ago, something like 22 influential marketing tips from influential marketers. And that's where that one comes from. That one came from Doug. Yeah. Well, I had not seen it. I guess I hadn't seen it on the, what, that, that infographic you talk about. Show notes material, Douglas. Yes. Yes. We'll include the uh, marketingbookpodcast.com. One last question about one chapter before we start to wrap up. Q. Q is for questions. Can you talk about the role questions played in building your personal brand. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I think the uh, chapter, uh, which I have yet to have a discussion about, ding, you've done it again. We're breaking new ground here. Yeah, yeah. The chapter is about that, uh, you know, you just you, you can't go through life and the development of your career and your personal brand uh, simply being the answer man. You know, leaders ask questions. And content marketers ask questions, and they want to know what questions they can answer to help people. And so, how have I done that? Boy, I, I guess the advice in, in the book is certainly how I've done it. I've gone in an endless journey towards identifying questions people have, talking to my clients, uh, talking to my readers, sending surveys, reading reviews, reading Quora or any website that's full of questions, forums, uh, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups. The more in tune you are with your market's questions, the more able you are to answer them. This is not the first time we've talked about Marcus Sheridan. He wrote a whole book about the topic, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's called They Ask You Answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he says you uh, you know you build the foundation of your content that's going to serve you know your search and social needs and and uh, build an audience by answering people's questions and so that's that's sort of a, a, a essential ingredient or principle of content marketing and then there's you know there's the respect that comes from being the person that asks questions, right? Instead of, you know, some people say like managers tell people what to do and leaders ask people what they should do, that type of thing. And so that that's uh, an awesome lesson. And then another part of the chapter of Q is for questions is, you know, since you're building a brand yourself, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions, right? What, what, what am I trying to do? How am I going to do it? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Where would I like to be in one year, three years, five years? You know, how would I like to affect people? What would I like to sell? What are my objectives? And so I think, you know, it's a, it's a more of one of the more abstract chapters of the book, but one of the more interesting chapters of the book, because I think, you know, the book wouldn't be complete with this idea that questions lead to introspection, questions lead to better understanding your audience, questions lead to uh, being more helpful, and questions lead to inspiring people. Very well said. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, there were maybe some things that I was familiar with, but those are the ones that really jumped out. Just so the listener will understand, the book is really chock full. It's almost super concentrated. Lots of how-to. So it's not just these theories that I'm interested in asking about. It's, it's a, and I would say very, very carefully written. So Barry, if readers took only one thing away from the book, what would you hope it would be? I think do this stuff, <laughs> you know, so A to Z, that's 26 things. You can go, oh, that's overwhelming. And, I, and it's not, it wouldn't surprise me to hear people say that. And a common question is, you know, what should I do first or what, 
uh, order should I do these things in? You know, and and I say, you know, I sort of counsel them like, well, do you have a website? You know, if they if they say yes, I say, do you have a blog? And if they say no, I say you need a website. If they say yes, I have a blog. You know, I say, are, are you building an audience? Do you have an email list? You know, how, how, are you uh, paying close attention to your social media presence? Do you are you happy with uh, what you look like on LinkedIn? And so those are, those are pretty uh, tangible. Uh, things and then they're probably not the topics that we've talked about too much or the chapters we talked about except for E is for email. But I appreciate all those questions that are about sort of the philosophical principles in the book. But I think, yeah, the idea, if there's one thing that you take from the book is that it's kind of that Eric and Nicole conversation we have. It's like, you're going to control your personal brand or you're not, right? If you have career ambitions, then you are. Get started. Go for it. You know, don't don't um, don't panic here. Don't think that after you read this book, which might just take a couple hours, that you have you know twenty six things you have to tackle tomorrow. But you have to get started. Exactly. You know, the secret of getting ahead is just getting started. Probably the hardest part for for some folks. What books have inspired your work and career, Barry? Yeah, quite a few. But uh, I get way back when, when I fell in love with advertising, I'd have to say the the answer is Positioning by Trout mm. Rice. I love yeah. that book. You know, yeah. that that's boy, I, I I can quote from that thing relentlessly. In a more modern era, I'm looking back at my bookshelf here. I'd I'd say it was 2011's Inbound Marketing by the founders of HubSpot. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I, was a, I was a laggard. You, you read the book. You know what I said in the preface. I give myself an F, and, and, and I guess I've raised my grade since then. But when I look back and I think, um, you know, what, what grade should I give myself for personal branding? F is kind of fair because I started too late. You know, I was an anonymous worker who uh, had some skills and talent in uh, writing, in the uh, agency business, marketing, public relations, and so forth. And I didn't do much to promote myself. It was all about uh, clients. And uh, in many cases with that or that style of, of business, uh, staying employed, which is no easy task as uh, agencies come and go. But the point is the sooner you take control of your personal brand, the better, which I spoke to in the last question that you asked me. But in 2011, I read Inbound Marketing and I thought, all right, it is time for me to understand the power of blogging, the power of search and the power of social media. And that book was an incredible eye opener for me. I think it's it's actually quite basic, right? In, in, in a way, the moral of the story is, you know, this stuff that HubSpot publishes and makes is important, but the principles are important. The book's been updated since, but after reading that book, I immediately said, I better get a WordPress site and I better get started. And you know why that took me to 2011 to understand is it's kind of shameful. You know, my career goes back to the late 80s and my presence online goes back to the mid 90s. I think my first website came along in 1995 and I'm embarrassed to admit that my first blog came along in 2011. So I don't want you to make that mistake if you are listening to this or read, or read The Road to Recognition. Well, I think that adds to the <laughs> the humanity, Barry. It's not like you've always been doing this. And I know what you're talking about. That second edition of Inbound Marketing, great book. It's not about HubSpot. It's about that whole concept. It's very well written. For me, a similar kind of book was uh, The New Rules of Marketing and PR that came out 10 years ago. It was like, holy cow. It really part of the clouds and help me under understand what you're what you're talking about. But I can remember reading Barry Feldman's blog a few years ago 
and you may not even remember this, but you said, you know what? I, it's like I was following this journey, and you said, I just took the free inbound certification from HubSpot. And you, you talked about why that was so important and you know how you were sort of getting up to speed. And there's a colleague of mine here, content director, Pete Humes, and he had been a business journalist. And I remember during his interview here, he was you know interested, in, and he'd done a little bit of copywriting as well, but he was interested in kind of getting into this. And I brought up Barry Feldman's blog, your, your website, during the interview, and I said, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. It was up on the big screen in the office and it was like so anyway, that's how come, I, we, I, haven't, how come we haven't known each other longer and um, I was too afraid to reach out to you, I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> I you know, I, once, influencer. Yeah, that's right. And once I'm able to meet you in person, I will definitely be able to add you to my very small uh, man crush list. So <laughs> your memory is scary, man. <laughs> I, I I don't know that I ever would remember that post, but I did. I think I took a picture of the book and talked about how much. Maybe it that was it. Yeah, but I remember seeing that, thinking, and I just kind of, maybe I, I since I'd, I'd read enough about you that you know we probably started in advertising at the same time. I def- I started in '88, and oh wow, know, it's just, too. And 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 so I've watched people who weren't able to evolve and. And you have, we're probably about the same age, I may be a little bit older, but it's sort of, it's something that's very interesting to me and uh, people that are able to evolve their skills. And it's so extremely relevant to marketers. A lot of the people listening to this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my, my book list, I mean, you only asked one, but I say my book list uh, for people that, said, that are looking to order today on Amazon would include. Uh, Andy's book, Content Chemistry, really simplified stuff. Uh, SEO Simplified for Short Attention Spans by Barry Feldman. Epic Content by Joe Polisi. And definitely, if you're going to be a blogger and a social media person, Everybody Writes by Ann Hanley. That oh, book is amazing. Yes. yes. Oh, that's an all-star list you just came up with there. So, Barry, how best can listeners learn more about you and the book. The book has a website, and it, its URL is the title of the book. It's important to use the word the. People that have stumbled have forgotten to use the word the. So, www, the road to recognition. My website is Feldman Creative. I'm not going to bore you with a long list of social media contacts. Obviously, you can find out uh, what those are by clicking those familiar little chicklets on my uh, website, uh, upper right. And then, of course, we want people that are listening to a podcast about books to go to bookstores. <laughs> and so if, it, if you do that at uh, Amazon or your favorite bookstore, I think a search for The Roads Recognition or Personal Branding Books ought to get you there. Very good. And we will make sure to include the correct links to all those things at this episode's show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com. The name of the book is The Road to Recognition, The A to Z Guide to Personal Branding for Accelerating Your Professional Success in the Age of Digital Media. The authors are Seth Price and Barry Feldman. Barry, thank you very much for being on the Marketing Book Podcast. Douglas, thanks for having me. I now have checked another box on the bucket list. And that closes the book on episode 122 of the Marketing Book Podcast. Links to everything linkable in the interview you just listened to are at marketingbookpodcast.com. And that's also where you can sign up for the Marketing Book Podcast newsletter so you never miss an episode. And if your next event needs some inspiration and entertainment, I'd be happy to present to your group key insights from over 100 marketing and sales books that have been featured on the Marketing Book Podcast. To contact me, just go to marketingbookpodcast.com and leave a message or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name again is Douglas Burdett. Or send me a tweet at my Twitter handle, Marketing Book. 
I look forward to hearing from you. And please join us next time as we welcome John Wibben to the show to talk about his new book, Future Marketing, Winning in the Prosumer Age. Thanks again for listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Oh, it's a great magazine. That girl is pretty wild.